we believe every person has the right to realize all that is possible for their future. Are you someone who is near retirement, who has been diligent about accumulating wealth and is now navigating the what's next heading into the next chapter of your life? Welcome to the Dream Architect Life Podcast, where money and mindset meet with Brian Sweet and Brittany Anderson from Sweet Financial Partners. In this podcast, we aim to help shift your focus to the things you can control so you can put your money to work in turning your dreams into reality. Through our trademarked process, The Dream Architect, we make wealth planning fun, informative, and enjoyable. Join us on this journey where Brian and Brittany will explore how you can eliminate your limiting beliefs in the pursuit of all that's possible. Now, on to the show. Welcome back to the Dream Architect Life podcast. I have an extra special guest with me today. Uh, I'm going to give you the formal introduction before he gets to talk a little bit about his story and himself. I have today with me Regan Archibald. Regan is one of the leading peptide specialists in the nation and serves as a regenerative therapy and peptide consultant at the award-winning clinic that he founded back in 2004, East West Health and now integrated pain specialist. Regan is the founder of Go Wellness and is the creator of the Peptide Mastery Course. He's a member of the International Peptide Society. He's the author of eight books, including Never Stop Healing and Your Health Transformation. As a peptide expert, licensed acupuncturist and functional medicine practitioner. That's a lot of words. Regan brings immense innovation and cutting edge options for those looking to recover from pain, balance hormones or increase performance or optimize their health. His clinic East West health is the first medically managed peptide program that includes the use of acupuncture and herbs, regenerative medicine and functional medicine. Regan believes that health isn't a destination and disease doesn't take vacations. That's why he's created one of the most innovative wellness curriculums in America called the Health Accelerator Course. He and his partners combine their talents to create a best in industry patient experience with over 1,000 active members participating in weekly health accelerator challenges and thousands more tuning into his podcast, Never Stop Healing. Regan is truly not to miss on your health adventures. If he's not teaching, writing, or working with patients in office or virtually, you will find Regan in the, I think I'm saying this right, Wasatch Mountains with his wife, Jess. What was it? Wasatch, you got it. Yeah. Wasatch. Okay. Uh, with his wife, Jessica, his kids, Zoe, Dominic, and Jonah. He loves to ski, snowboard, mountain bike, take ice baths, biohack, and is passionate about bringing art back into the practice of medicine. So, man, Regan, that is, there are so many <laughs> accolades and accomplishments there. We are so excited to have you. Man, well, I think we could end there. I feel really good. I mean, I had, I had no idea this Interview was done. to me. So. <laughs> Well, Regan, I'd love for you to talk a little bit more about your journey. Obviously, we've heard all of the wonderful things you've accomplished, but who is Regan? Where'd you start? Why'd you choose this path and what brought you here? Oh, man. Well, I appreciate you being on and having me as a guest because, you know, I look at what you and Brian are doing at Sweet Financial and it's just amazing. Even your book, The Dream Architecture, 
I was like, this is incredible because nobody's nobody's helping people plan for a really great future when it comes to retirement. It's like, just save up as much as you can and then hope your body's healthy at the end. But but really that you guys are doing amazing work. So I just uh, really appreciate you having me on. So who am I? I? I grew up in Idaho, grew up on a cattle ranch. I'm kind of a redneck at heart. I love dirt bikes. I love fast things. I love adrenaline. Even though I'm in my 40s, my mid 40s, um, I'm still just a kid at heart. But um, I got into medicine and healthcare because I didn't want to be a farmer or a cattle rancher when I was a kid. I mean, that's the truth. I actually had an uncle who was a doctor and I admired him. But what I saw as I got into my pre-medicine work is I noticed that people weren't getting healed. I mean, they were getting prescriptions, but there was no like, uh, you know, no optimization. So, you know, if, if uh, somebody comes in with hypertension, it's like, well, let's get you on a beta blocker and a water pill. Okay, great. Problem solved, right? Well, yeah, problem solved temporarily, but the blood pressure is still high if we get you off the medication. So maybe there's a root cause. And and then I had my own healing crisis where I had a lot of tiredness, fatigue when I was doing my studies. I'd fall asleep in class and it made me really nervous. I was putting on weight. I started losing the outer third of my eyebrows. And um, I went to five different medical doctors and they all said, oh, Reagan, you're just stressed. You need to take less school, less classes. I was taking about 18 to 20 credits every semester, but I knew there was something else. And so uh, eventually it was a naturopathic doctor and an acupuncturist who diagnosed me with uh, Hashimoto. So I had a, an autoimmune condition. And then instead of going to conventional medical school, I went to an integrated medical school in Hawaii, where I learned Eastern and Western medicine there. And and that's why my clinic is called East West. Uh, and because I said, man, I, I love the Western sciences and the innovation, but I also think that the body is designed to heal. We just need to remove the interferences and get rid of the triggers that are keeping it in a state of unhealth and then build up deficiencies uh, so that people can actually start feeling their best. We've been doing that for almost 20 years now. Wow. You know, I think about your journey and how so often people just accept the surface level answer, like the stress. I mean, I can't tell you how many times in my life, be it maybe they were stressful periods, but where you go in, you get things checked out and they're like, well, you just need to find yoga or you just need to relax a little bit, chill out, Brittany. And, and really there there's, there's more to it. Right. And I think people just stop at that surface answer. So th there's one word that came up quite a few times during your bio. And I know this is something that you are known for your study and your work around peptides. So yeah. for the people who are sitting there going, I'm pulling up Google right now to see exactly what is a peptide? What does that mean? Can you just talk a little bit about why people should pay attention to peptides in, in particular and why you've really taken on kind of that particular niche and in, in what your studies and your work does? Man, well, this, uh, and let me know if I get too nerdy, Brittany, you can easily just mute me and then you can fill in the words, but I'll just talk um, over you. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Peptides. I'm, I'm passionate about them because, you know, first of all, I found that, uh, not only did it really calm my kind of ADD brain using mm. peptides as nootropics, that's originally how I got into them over a decade ago. But as you look at the application, peptides are, are these natural sequences of amino acids that exist in nature, and our cells literally use peptides to communicate. So if you know what microRNA is and messenger RNA, 
that's like sending text messages back and forth. A hormone is kind of like an email where it sits there kind of longer in the inbox. Texting kind of happens frequently. Well, it's peptides are like a text message, but they're pleiotropic. So what that means is they they open up multiple pathways on the genes. And so the peptides can turn on a health expression. Like we can use peptides to stimulate uh, the immune cells, for example, like thymosin alpha one is a great peptide to trigger lymphocytes and lymphocytes are going to help you understand when the viral infections is, is in your, in your body. And, and it goes to, to work at, at eradicating that viral infection and keeping it from replicating. Or we can use another peptide like BPC-157 and it works on the nitric oxide pathways in the blood vessels. So it actually causes vasodilation, takes pressure off the heart and the cardiovascular system. You get a nice release of oxytocin in the brain. So you feel a little more loving. And then, oh, by the way, on the side, it also helps heal leaky gut. So it can be really good for like colitis, IBS, any digestive issues. So, so peptides at the core are just these magical molecules that can really turn on health expression but there's no toxicity because, you know, if you take a prescription medication, it's a small molecule. And so what that means is it's working on singular pathways. And we just work on one pathway versus a thousand pathways. You're more prone to have side effects from that. And so you never want to shut off a pathway entirely in the body. And that's what a lot of these drugs are doing. And this is where polypharmacy syndrome is such a big deal in the United States, where people are on, if you're on more than five medications, a lot of you don't realize this, that you have a hundred percent chance of having an adverse reaction from those medications. So we don't know if it's the medication or the disease that's giving you the symptoms that you have, but we do know that if we're using peptides as a primary treatment basis, then we're mitigating that big risk of just prescribing more medications. So was that a decent explanation of peptides or was that too? Yeah, no, I think that was a great explanation of peptides. And, you know, one of the things that you made me think about, you know, as our clients or, or, you know, our listeners are, are tuning into this particular episode, you know, obviously we're a wealth management company. So people might say, okay, well, we're talking about health now and we're talking about peptides and where does this tie in? And the topic of health and longevity, especially as people are navigating into their next chapters, it's really hard to accomplish the things you want to accomplish if you don't have your health as the foundation. And yeah. Regan, one of the things that we're hearing a lot, especially since you know this little tiny thing called COVID-19 came about, is heightened anxiety levels. And we have clients constantly coming in and, and talking about how, you know, what's true anymore? What's the truth? You know, my nerves are high. Uh, you know, my attention span is off. There's all these things that are boiling up. And if you look at some of the studies, anxiety levels have definitely hit an all-time high, be it with what's happened in the last two, three years. So what are some things that you see people can do to help mitigate that anxiety and maybe calm the nerves, calm the, the nervous system overall? Man. Well, I think that there's, um, I mean, even if you look at the prevalence of benzodiazepine use, it's, it's up 38% since 2019. Wow. And for those of you who don't know what benzodiazepines, it's like Valium, Klonopin. These are, you know, basically sedatives or anxiolytics for the brain. But one of the things we started utilizing early in COVID is a peptide called Selenc. And the beautiful thing about Selenc is, is it's a, a peptide that's been studied extensively. So uh, there's of these peptides, there's hundreds, if not thousands of, of great peer reviewed research articles around them. 
But Selenk is, it, it works on the GABA pathways of your brain. So you feel more connected. It's also an anxiolytic, but it's, it's natural based, meaning you can use Selenk, but you don't get hooked on it. You get on benzodiazepines like Xanax, you take that long enough, your brain becomes addicted. And once it becomes addicted to it, not only is it hard to get off, but you're robbing from one side of the brain to feed the others. And so we used, uh, I think we deployed almost 250 prescriptions of Selenk just in the last like couple of years because people love it. And Selenk has actually been shown to be very safe, very effective. Uh, you can use it with kids. I've got pediatrics uh, who just love it with, with their ADD because it calms the brain down and it helps them mm. feel more grounded in their body. Um, a lot of my, a lot of the people who I work with are people between you know, ages 55 to, you know, uh, my, my oldest patient, Eldon, 102. So, so, you know, and they all want more creativity and they all want to feel better, more grounded in their body. But Selenk is a great peptide for that. But the other thing it does with calming the anxiety is it stops viral replication. So remember I said peptides are pleiotropic, so we can work on multiple things with with one peptide. And so there's studies that actually shows that it, it mitigates the viral replication. And we know with specifically with COVID-19, it's in the sinuses is where we have the most viral replication. And then, then it can migrate and those spike proteins can get in into the endothelium of the blood cells. So, so Selenk is, uh, is a really great way that, that your listeners and you guys can look this up. There's great things on Selenk, but there's no toxic burden. You know, there's one doctor who used 500 times a prescribed amount and, and reported no side effects. I don't recommend anyone do that, but peptides in general, they're, they're incredibly safe, but um, that's a, a great thing that people can do to help mitigate some of that anxiety and, and actually talk to people because You'll be surprised at how many times, you know, we end up sitting with our own problems ourselves, mm -hmm. and we don't, we don't express it. So, you know, find a good therapist, find a caring doctor who can just really kind of help you navigate this. But, uh, but the treatment that we love is Selenk. It's a great peptide for exactly what you just described, Brittany. Mm. I, I think one of the things that we found a lot of times is, you know, a lot of the people that we work with, they've spent their life accumulating wealth and, you know, that part of it, they're, they're, they're feeling comfortable in a lot of situations, a lot of circumstances, uh, but people often crave access or knowledge. And I think the things you're talking about here are things that unfortunately you don't often go to your doctor and hear those types of things. So that's right. part of our goal for bringing people like you on is just to give people options and access to knowledge that isn't always at our fingertips or we don't even know to look for in the first place. So one of the other things, especially taking into consideration kind of the, the age demographic you typically work with and who we work with often too, uh, you think about the term chronic pain that comes mm -hmm. up quite a bit too. So yeah. you've got joint pain as you age, you've got things that hurt that maybe didn't hurt before. So right. is there anything that you could talk about there for our listeners that could help maybe mitigate that? Yeah. So actually a, a patient comes to mind and, um, you know, her name's Joan and she's been a patient of mine for, I don't know, quite some time, but, uh, Joan had 13 kids. And so she's an entrepreneur in and of her, it, itself. Like I look at mothers as being some of the greatest entrepreneurs on the planet. They're just so gifted and they, they take care of so many different moving parts. I could never do that, um, the way they do it. Um, but the beautiful thing about her is she had a knee pain, bone on bone. She had degeneration in her hips. 
her back was bothering her. Joan got to the place where she she really at a, at her core she did not want surgery. She didn't want to be a bionic woman. These are her words. She said, you know, I, I've seen my sisters they get the surgery and it's great, but then they end up slowing down and I noticed they age faster. And you know, Joan's in her seventies and she said, I want to keep up with my grandkids. She's got 113, her posterity is 113 with her kids, grandkids, and great-grandkids. And that number is just going to grow massively over the next 30 years because, yeah, I, I tell everyone there's, there, first of all, when when you work with us, there's no death by surprises. We're going to run the right tests. Mm. You don't have to beg for those. We're going to actually make sure that you, we're looking underneath the hood to find out what may be in, in your pathway, like a future disease or a future um, healthcare crisis that could really uh, disrupt your quality of life, especially people who've worked so hard. And they're like, I just want to enjoy the last few decades of my life and really, you know, spend that with my family and, and do enjoyable things. Well, well, we want to make sure there's no death by surprises. But the other thing we want to make sure is that there's no unnecessary surgeries, you know, chronic pain in the United States, more people have chronic pain than diabetes, cancer and heart disease combined. And so the first thing that needs to happen with chronic pain, there's three things. The very first thing we did with Joan is we removed the inflammation in, in her knees and in her hips and in her spine. Now we use regenerative medicine to do that. We use a peptide, we use BPC-157, another one called thymosin beta-4. The second thing, the second phase is you've got to repair the damage. So just by getting surgery, you know, there's more damage that happens to the body in order to remove the thing that's interfering. And sometimes surgery is absolutely necessary. But but if you're not using reparative medicine and you're just, you know, maybe taking Celebrex or naproxen or some type of over-the-counter ibuprofen or something like that to mask the pain, you're actually causing farther dam further damage. And so reparative is phase two. And that's where there's amazing therapies. And every year they get better and better. We've been deploying regenerative medicine out of our clinics for uh, 12 years now. And so we're some of the pioneers in it. But I can tell you, um, as someone who's had uh, regenerative medicine, uh, stem cell therapy, 23 different times, you know, I mentioned I was, I'm kind of an adrenaline junkie. I, I like things that are fast and I like downhill mountain biking, all those, but, but I've torn rotator cuffs. I've had a neck fracture. I've, I've torn my meniscus. And so uh, having regenerative medicine procedures has just kept me just as fit, if not more fit now in my mid forties than I was in my twenties. So um, and we saw this with Joan, she's in her seventies. And once we, we removed the inflammation, she noticed within 30 days, she's like, I can move better. I, I feel I can hold my grandkids. She said, something's changing. It's subtle. The reparative phase kicked in where we started doing ozone and PRP and, and using some other treatments to stimulate the growth of her, her body stem cells. And then, uh, the third phase is regeneration. So regeneration is is the phase that most doctors miss when it comes to pain mm. because they forget the fact that the body can heal itself if you give it the right environment. And so we deploy regeneration by uh, really fixing the nutrition. We fix the gut. We work on the brain health. We work on the right movement structures and then also the right thinking because uh, negative thinking, believe it or not, can impact pain. And there's some really good studies on that. So so Joan is a, a patient now who's you know been with us, I don't know, four or five years, but her family is super appreciative. She sends in all her friends, 
Her husband comes in. He's a really fun guy as a dentist and just real great to be around. But I can tell you, if you feel like you're stuck because you've got chronic pain and the answers you've been given are, you know, here's here's some gabapentin for your neuropathy. You've got just some numbness in your feet. Uh, here's some Lyrica or here's, especially if it's a narcotic, I can tell you, give us a call and see if there's some other options. No matter where you live, we can we can direct you and, and get you some help because it's it's now I believe pain is one of the most expensive things we carry around because it's draining our energy and it keeps us from being fully present. And you're not going to live the life that you want to live if you're packing around this baggage from the past called pain. Mm. You know, well, a couple things there. I have to unpack the fact that you said that mothers are amazing because we are. <laughs> How many kids do you have, Brittany? I have three kids. Yeah. That's Not amazing. quite the 13 that your client has, but three. Ten more to go. You're almost there. You're young enough. We'll 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 keep working on that. I think I just fainted momentarily. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Brittany here, letting you know that our newest book, Dream Architecture, is available for you on Amazon.com. It hit the Amazon bestsellers list within the first 24 hours of launch. Be sure to hop on over and grab your copy of Dream Architecture today. You talked just briefly on how negative mindset, negative thoughts can actually derail you and make the pain worse. And I would love for you to talk about that because as you know, in our book, we talk a lot about the, the, the impacts of negative mindset and, you know, in our podcast and previous episodes and a lot of our teachings and conversation, we really stress how positive thinking, positive mindset, feeding your mind with the right kind of stuff is, is so beneficial in so many ways. So I'd love for you to press on that a little bit. Well, and, and I love the, the dream architect process because, uh, David Henry Thoreau has a quote and I'm going to, you know, I'll try to make this quote as uh, accurate as possible, but basically, um, you know, dreams are where your mind makes it. And so our minds can make up whatever future that we want. We're always, you know, we're creating the future and you can create it with negative thinking and, and actually have a really poor future or, and if you watch the news, I can tell you, they want that. Um, they want you sucked in the media. That's their game. Or you can create the future that is really positive and really exciting. And, and, and what Thoreau said is that, you know, now that you've got, now that you've opened up your mind to the dreams that are possible, put a foundation under it. And your book actually gives a foundation that's really critical. The, the one piece where I believe we have a really amazing collaboration is making sure that, that wealth is, you know, if you look at the definition of it, health is part of being wealthy. A wealthy person actually has great levels of health, vitality, energy. And you guys mentioned that in your book too, and that's part of your process. And so, so I can tell you with, with the negative thinking, one of the studies that they find, there's a molecule called IL-6, interleukin-6, and it's a pro-inflammatory molecule. And they looked at the midbrain. The midbrain is the reptilian brain. That's the closest to our body. And so it's the, the last part of our brain to really evolve. Well, it's 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 been with us the longest, I should say. And so the prefrontal cortex is essentially what, what creates us humans as being like just phenomenal connectors. And, and and really visualizing bigger futures, predicting where we want our life to go. 
but the amygdala is what hijacks that part of the brain. And that molecule IL-6 is actually measurable. So you can see when people are exposed to like a, a conflict with their spouse, you know, if you're not that you would ever argue with your spouse, Brittany, but if you did, um, or with your kids, when you get frustrated with them, what they found is IL-6 in the midbrain is keeping our bodies in this fight or flight mode. And it can persist for two to three days after the argument. So you might think like, oh, I got over that. I feel fine. I'm calm. But then you're in rush hour traffic or someone cuts you off and you mm. you say a vulgar word or whatever. And you're like, I usually don't get triggered by traffic. Why am I so edgy? And, and so a lot of it is because we're packing around all this negativity in our brain. But if you can start your day, we call it the mindset morning. And I know you guys have great kind of almost like a, like a mantras or, um, you know, affirmations in your book, but, but if you start your morning off and actually put the things in your brain and start visualizing what you want your day to look like, and if you can construct one day, that's really good, then why couldn't you do two days that are really good where you actually visualize this is what today is going to look like. And things are going to be unexpected. I'm going to have about 80% of my day will be predictable and the 20% will be unpredictable. But instead of me looking at the unpredictable as frustrations, I'm going to look at that as the raw material that I need to create an even better day. And so if you just spend two minutes, we found that with our uh, members in our Accelerate Wellness programs, by the end of their 60-day reset, we have their brain to the point where they're creating this amazing day consistently instead of just doing it, you know, one day out of 30 is, is really amazing. And then as we use peptides, we actually are calming down that IL-6. So we're, I guess you could call it a bypass or a shortcut. We're innovating so that we help flush out that IL-6 out of your brain. So you get over those, those conflicts much quicker. Mm. You know, the, the word that keeps coming to mind here is intentionality. And mm. that's something that, that we talk about a lot here on the podcast, but just in everyday conversations about how important it is to create that intentionality, whether you take it hour by hour, day by day, week by week. And that's exactly what you're talking about here. And I want to bring it into the conversation of value alignment. That's something that we talk quite a bit about also is just how you have to define what true wealth means to you. And I'm so glad you right. took it there because I didn't prep you on this part of it at all is, you know, defining how, what's a meaningful life to you and what means something to one person is not going to mean the same to another. So pulling back the layers a little bit into who Regan is, how do you define value alignment? What's something that you could, you could touch on there? Well, I, I, I think, uh, you know, but as, as I look at life, I think health is the, the number one. So people who say my health is my number one priority. I want to work with those types of people because yeah. here's what happens when you're healthier, when that becomes your value, because then you say, okay, well, that's going to influence the foods you eat and the people you shop with, right? The farmer's markets, or are you are you using grass-fed beef? I grew up on a cattle ranch in Idaho. So, you know, I'm big into supporting ranchers and, and supporting local farmers. I mean, these are really important things, but then you also say, well, if I'm actually, if health is my number one priority, how am I going to behave if someone does cut me off in traffic? Or if somebody says something offensive, am I going to like really get triggered by that? Or am I going to think about the health of my brain and those interleukin-6 molecules that are just causing massive brain damage? I mean, literally, that's what triggers Alzheimer's 
and dementia is IL-6 accumulation in the brain. So, so then you have to ask yourself, well, from a mental perspective, you know, I, I think there's something I could do. And then what about exercise? Movement is healing. And the newest uh, research, and I just was teaching a longevity mastermind that Brian was at, and, and I shared this research that just came out that they followed 130,000 people for 30 years. And they found that there's one predictor there looking at exercise and how many minutes a week the people who live the longest exercise. And they found that it's between 300 and 600 minutes every week. Mm. Right now, most people think, oh, if I get 100 to 150 minutes, I'm good, I'm set. But you'll live 26 to 31% longer if you're actually exercising. So all of our members are exercising 30 minutes in the morning, 30 minutes at the evening. One of those can be high intensity. One of them's low intensity, but it works out really well if you just create these rhythms. But if you're not moving your body, if that's not. So once again, if health isn't a core value, then you're you're not going to do that. Or you're going to say money is more important than my health. And so you're going to work 80 hour weeks. You're going to be stressed at your work. You're going to be competitive with other people. And that money will never be of value to you. So money is just an energy and a currency. And I know you guys talk about this and we're totally aligned on that. It's not, it's not the means to an end. It's actually using your money as a way of improving your health is, um, is the value system that I love to, to see with patients. And I've invested, I invest uh, almost six figures every year into my health. And it's been the best investment I've ever made. I've done that for almost 10 years. So, so wow. I think, I think when I look at values, I, I think it all is central. And of course I'm in the healthcare field. And so, so I'm going to say this, but it's all central to health, but all those different aspects of health all, you know, spin out from it. You know, the, the first thing that pops in my mind there is a quote that Brian has used a thousand times over, and I can't remember the source of it, but it's something along the lines of the, the man who has his health has a thousand wishes. The man who doesn't has one. And I think that's such a great foundation for people to start thinking in maybe a different way where, you know, if you're entrepreneurial in nature, or you're kind of chasing that next level of success, that chase isn't very fulfilling if you're, you know, laying in a hospital bed somewhere, or you're, you know, not able to physically do the things that you want to do, or your mind all of a sudden is not capable of, you know, doing the things that you want it to do. So I I think that's a perfect definition when you think about value alignment and, and why health should be top of mind. And really the first thing that you're focusing on. Uh, So Regan, I would love to know, you know, if you think about, you seem by nature, uh, an optimistic person. And obviously, you know, the science behind it, you know, why that's so important, but you're human. And I would imagine that just like the rest of us, there's times where you're frustrated or down or, uh, you know, maybe just not feeling like your best self. So what are some of the things or practices that you put in play, um, maybe outside of the obvious with the physical movement and things like that, but what are practices you put in play to bring yourself back up above the line? Oh man, this is an exciting question because there's one thing that I love to do if I'm, if my energy is not quite right, or I'm kind of in a funk and I, cause I'm, I tend to be pretty extroverted, but I need my introversion time. And, and sometimes my wife thinks that I'm just like, Hey, why are, Hey, I, I want to talk to you. Why, why are you reading? You got your book, your face is buried in a book again and, or whatever. So, but it's a cold plunge and and cold plunges can literally change your state of mind. And there's there's actually some great research behind it. Well, first of all, have you ever taken an ice bath, Brittany, or jumped in a really cold lake or river? Yes. 
What's it like when you jump into that river or lake? It's shocking at first, Uh, (laughs) but I mean, it's, it's, it's amazing though, how you feel when you come out of it, but shocking is the first word that came to mind. Feel like you got slapped almost, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. The wind knocked out of you. Yeah. Your whole state of being just gets like triggered. Like you're, you you went from pre ice, pre cold exposed Brittany to post cold exposed Brittany. And I can tell you, you probably would say you're a better person after you've had the cold exposure than before. Your life doesn't seem quite as complicated when you're in cold. Yeah. I would say that's fair. It's kind of funny, isn't it? So it's like all those problems, all the the noise in in my brain anyways, when, when I get into cold water and I live right on the Provo River. So I live in this beautiful valley just south of Park City. And um, it's gorgeous because I'll go and if I'm having a, a time where I'm feeling negative or my brain's just like, sometimes my my brain, I tell my wife, it's kind of like a rodeo and and the clowns are now running the rodeo. And so uh, when I need the clowns to just go back into the stands, then I'll jump in an ice bath and it's amazing what it can do, or I'll jump into the Provo River and it just resets everything. So it's probably not the answer you're expecting, but but it's the the one, if you look at the science behind it, first of all, your, your liver makes more NAD and NAD is a longevity molecule. And, and when you have adequate levels of NAD, it clears up all the sirtuins and those are the, those are the guards on your DNA. And so they protect your DNA. But every time you get cold, you get this nice protection of your DNA. So your cells will start communicating better. When your cells communicate better, I guarantee you're going to start communicating better to your spouse or your coworker or whoever it is. The second thing that happens is you get this nice constriction of your blood vessels and that constriction creates this nice plasticity so that you don't age as quickly. So you just feel better. Your body's circulation works better and you, you get rid of a lot of that inflammation just by taking these cold plunges. And so I do it every day. Everyone mm-hmm. who works with us, we say, Hey, we, we make it a thing, at least do a cold shower it can really change your state of being. And that is probably the most uncomfortable thing you're going to deal with all day. I am glad that you gave a non-obvious answer because it was a transparent one and it was an exceptional one. Um, I don't think that, especially when I think about some of what our clients are or are not exposed to, that topic does not come up very often. The other thing that I just thought was funny that I'll just pull out is that I've always said I am an introverted extrovert. And allowing that recharge time to be able to just have some peace, to not have people around, I think that's important. And I know a lot of, I guess, call them high achievers that have that same kind of thought process where I love people, I love being around you, but I need that recharge time. Yeah, we 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 have good relationships with ourselves. So I tend yeah. to like Reagan as long as I can spend some time with him alone. We get along great. I'm sure Brittany, this is kind of weird. I'm speaking in third person, but Brittany yeah. feels good about Brittany when Brittany can be alone with her, just like you need to be alone with people you're close to. Yeah. Amen. Absolutely. Well, I would love to know, looking forward, what's something you're working on right now that you're really excited about? Oh man. Well, I'm really excited about the conference that we've got coming up that we're working together on. That's going to be amazing. The health and wealth summit, whatever, that's going to be incredible. But I'm working on this whole new series of tools is called timeless health. So it's a timeless mm-hmm. health series. And this is, this is actually the formation of my next book, which will be on timeless health. So it's just principles. And so I've, I've identified 16 different mindsets that, that feed into it into these timeless health thinking. And then I've got eight treatment strategies. And so the treatment strategies are obviously where I nerd out 
as a, as a functional medicine practitioner and peptide expert, I'm like, this is going to be amazing because then people can take these strategies and then there's, there's lifestyle, there'll be herbs. So I'll put some Chinese herbs in there. There's detox protocols, nutrition, exercise. So everything is going to be all catered to people who want to live beyond a hundred and, but do it in a fit way. Mm. So, um, you know, the, the premise of the book is to live your life to the fullest until you die. And then to have what's called compressed morbidity. So maybe in the financial world, it would be like, you know, bounce your last check as you go in the grave, you know, just go and, and live your best life in mine. It would be instead of the last 10 years of your life, essentially being in a nursing home, let's compress the time in which you die so that you die really fast at an old age. So you're, you know, you you die young at an old age, but you die fast. And that's, uh, it's a Chinese medical principle. They've been talking, emperors talked about this 3000 years ago. So it's, it's now a principle where there's some science behind the fact that if your body's super healthy and robust, when it's your time to go, you're going to go fast instead of the decade long kind of dragging you through the coals. Yeah. You know, I, I, I just think it's inhumane when that happens to humans. And so my my big excitement right now is creating mindsets around that process. Wow. Well, I know that we definitely want to stay in tune to what you're working on and creating because that sounds fascinating. And I think you're set out to help so many people because you're right that that decade drag out uh, or however you said it. I mean, I don't think anybody, number one, wants to go through it themselves, but they also don't want to see their loved ones go through it. So Regan, before I ask you my very last question, um, how can people get a hold of you? How can they learn more? I'm sure there's a million questions running through people's minds right now. So um, if you'd like to text, um, you can text uh, me and my team at 801-582-2011. And then you can easily just go to our website. It's acueastwest.com. So pretty simple, acueastwest.com. That is the absolute best way to find us. Our YouTube video, you just go to East West Health on YouTube and there's amazing content there. And then I have a podcast called Never Stop Healing. And so uh, you can tune into the podcast there. I'd love to have you in our in our community. Excellent. Well, my final question is, what haven't I asked you that I should have? Wow. I think um, maybe uh, what what would be an interesting, I think for your audience is uh, maybe we could talk about the fitness 50 at age 100. So Dan Sullivan, who we met through strategic coach, it's just an amazing mentor of mine. And, and so uh, maybe we could talk a little bit about that. We can leave them with this nugget of wisdom from Dan. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do that. Awesome. So fitness 50 at age 100. Imagine that you are entering into your hundredth year of life. And if, as you think about that, Brittany, you're like, well, am I going to have a, a, like a cane with me, a walker? You know, you probably see yourself as like not being able to move your body very well. I mean, most people do when I've asked them this question, what comes to your mind when you think of the hundred year old version of Brittany? I think about moving maybe a little slower, some gray hair, no more dye jobs. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, yeah. <laughs> um, but one of the things that, uh, you know, we want to do is prepare your brain so that no matter what age you are, imagine that you have the fitness levels that you at the age of 50 and you're not even close to 50, Brittany. So you got a ways to go, but, but that's the concept behind this thinking. So, so take a minute right now and write down some of the things you'd like to do. Like I want to be mountain biking. 
And I want to be able to run like Charles Euster, you know, a retired dentist. He took up running at the age of 87 and broke a bunch of world records, ran till he passed away, which was just before the age of 100. So so there's people who are doing this. Um, I want to be able to pick up heavy things like, you know, lifting weights or lifting grandkids. I want to be able to ride my dirt bike. I want I want to be able to think very clearly. I mean, so all these things, you know, it, it requires us to, to kind of put it in our brains that we're going to be expecting our body to do certain things at the age of 100. And so uh, I'm just going to leave that with your listeners is write down those things you want to do at the age of 100 and then every day work on it. And you will be able to do a lot more than you ever imagined when you reach that age. Mm, I think that's a brilliant way to end this. And there's so much value in everything that you've talked about today. So we are like I said before, we're so excited to continue to see the value that you put into the world and looking forward to collaborations in the future. We've got some really cool stuff coming up for our listening audience. We'll be queuing you into some more, some more goodies around that here shortly. So Reagan, thank you again. Can't say how much I appreciate this. We, we know that you really left our listeners with a ton of value. My pleasure. Thanks for having me, Brittany. Well, that wraps up today's episode of the Dream Architect Life Podcast. Be sure to like, share, and rate us. Uh, if you go ahead and download, you'll be the first to know whenever we drop a new episode. So be sure to follow the channel. Uh, you can also find our video version on YouTube if you are listening to this in audio only. So uh, we'll catch you right back here for the next episode. Thank you for listening to the Dream Architect Life Podcast, where money and mindset meet with Brian Sweet and Brittany Anderson. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. If you heard something that really hit home for you, please share it with those you want to be helpful to. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Sweet Financial Partners. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your retirement planning. 